Hello and welcome to the first iteration of the Smart Marks Podcast. I am Ryan Madden. I am next to my little brother, Mikey Madden. We are lifelong fans of wrestling. And this is our first podcast talking about the current events and past events and whatever we can that's wrestling related. This, like I said, is our very first iteration and we hope you enjoy it. Today we will be discussing what, Michael? Uh, AEW Revolution, which is a pay-per-view coming this Sunday. Uh, It's our favorite company. We love watching AEW each and every week. We're here to drop some knowledge about the matches and what might happen at this pay-per-view because we all know that AEW, when it comes to pay-per-views, they deliver big, don't they, Ryan? They they do. This is the third iteration of Revolution. Obviously, um, this is the third year AEW is in business, and AEW has been absolutely killing it with the signings lately, killing it with the storylines. I think that this might be honestly one of their best pay-per-view cards that I have seen in three years. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that up next here on Smart Marks. All right, so let's talk about the buy-in. The buy-in is the pre-show to all the AEW pay-per-views, and usually they're pretty lackluster. Boring. But oh my goodness, did AEW deliver on this one. I had my notes all planned out for this, and then last night on Rampage, they decided to throw me a curveball, and I had to reiterate my notes a little bit. So the first match I think is going to happen on the buy-in the House of Black, which is Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews versus the Death Triangle, Pac, Penta, Escuro, and Eric Redbeard, who made his debut last night. Ryan, who do you think is going to win this one? Well, number one, can we just talk about that Rampage last <laughs> night? Like, that Rampage might be the best Rampage they've had in months. Um, I think Andrade, El Idolo, Unfortunately, he's been one of the underutilized talents that AEW has had so far. But, I mean, obviously they're boosting him. They're giving him that TNT title match. I like the, you know, the segue of, you know, Guevara and Darby Allen teaming up. I know I, I went completely on topic. I was just so excited about the, the Rampage last night. And obviously, you know, Eric Redbeard coming back. Oof, man, he looked in great condition. Um, you know, I am a firm believer that all Rampages should be recorded live because you know, I feel like Rampage is that kind of show where you just kind of expect normal matches with no big surprises because it's usually recorded after Dynamite. Mm-hmm. But when it's live, you can definitely tell they put some more effort into it, and I'm glad Redbeard made his debut. That was cool. I was um, going to say, I, I just wanted to talk about that before we even started the buy-in. I, I know, because uh, I was so prepared to talk about Revolution, and then they threw us Rampage. They threw us like, Rampage. It's crazy. Not to mention the Dynamite this week was good, too, but I think in the buy-in show... Um, I mean, Buddy Matthews obviously was a big signing for AEW. Um, WWE just didn't know what to do with the guy. Um, I think the stable, um, you know, that Malachi Black is in is some of his best work that he's had in years. And then, you know, Pac and Penta are just, you know, they're doing the best that they can with, you know, a bad situation with Ray Phoenix still being injured. Um, And bringing in Eric Redbeard for a one-off appearance. I mean, we haven't seen Eric since... um, the Brody Lee tribute show. Yeah, that's right. Two years ago, but I think that you will see. Now, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think you might see Pack, Penta, and Eric get their uh, their win back on Alistair Black and his faction. Since Alistair, I'm calling him Alistair, man. That that tells you how. Did old... you call him Alistair? I called him Alistair. <laughs> I didn't even notice yeah, that. Well, man. I, I I was never a fan of the Malachi name. I think that Malachi and his stable uh, take an L on this buy-in show, I think. Well, and I think that this will, you know, they're trying to make a pretty good feud between both trios, and I think that Pac and his team are very, very, um, you know, they they need a win going into this. So, you know, it's a buy-in show. It doesn't mean, you know, as much like as if it was on a pay-per-view card, but I want to say that, you know, Pac and his team are going to get the win here. I really do. I chose Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews pulling out the win. I only say that because Pack and Penta pulled out the win against them on Dynamite, and I don't feel like they would do that again. Plus, I feel like to push the House of Black, you really need to give them a couple wins, even if it's on the buy-in. Uh, I'm loving the direction they're going with the stable. I think it's really cool. And this whole thing that Penta's doing, I'm loving that. Absolutely. I don't think that gets enough credit. No. He's killing it. 
But yeah, uh, House of Black rolling out with the win straight off the bat on the buy-in. I mean, I can't really argue with you there. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good match. It's definitely a, the best, in my opinion, the best match on the buy-in. I was like, for the love of God, I don't know why this isn't on the pay-per-view. Yeah, it's because we're getting this for free. Like, I think it's going to be on YouTube. So, what is the next match we have up? Um, the next match is going to be Layla Hirsch versus oh, Chris Statlander, which seems like a buy-in match. I yeah. hate to say. I mean, I mean, they Chris Statlander is too good to be wrestling Layla Hirsch. Not not trying to put Layla Hirsch down, but I mean, like she just. Just, there's no oomph there. I mean, the gimmick's kind of mild. There's really nothing to kind of go off of. In my opinion, I think Chris Statlander is going to get the better of Layla Hirsch in this match. Like I said, there's really no storyline other than, like, Layla Hirsch just doesn't like Chris Statlander or whatever. Like, there's really no story. There's really no definitive story See, going on. The problem with, especially in the women's division, AEW has a tendency to kind of draw out feuds a little too much. Like, these two have been rivaling for so long, I forget where it even started. I mm-hmm. forget why they're, or why they're feuding. Literally. It, uh, it doesn't make any sense. But my pick, it's a tough call, but I think I'm going to go with Layla Hirsch on this oh, one. Okay. Which is probably not an ideal choice, but so I feel like they're really tra- trying to push her as a single star. I really don't think Chris Statlander needs another win. She's already awesome. She doesn't need another win to be awesome. I feel like Layla really needs the win. That being said, there another man that really you know needs a win is QT Marshall, especially considering. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Considering Cody Rhodes, and I mean, it's pretty much proven. Uh, there was internal documents from WWE that said Cody's probably heading over to WWE for WrestleMania. So QT Marshall probably not going to be on a lot more matches um, coming up, but he has a big match on the buy-in. But that being said, is QT Marshall going to walk out with a win against Hook? No, he's not. No, he is not. Hook, Hook is one of the best things to happen to wrestling in a long time. Hook is in my Mount Rushmore of wrestling right now. He's number one. And, I, it, you know, man, it's just, and Hook's, you know, I actually really, really like Hook's wrestling style and his, you know, skill set. The guy is probably as old as me. I'm, I'm like, I think he's, what, 20 or so? He's got to be young. Yeah, and I mean, and to have your dad be Taz, who is arguably one of the most underused, underutilized talents in the history of wrestling. And, you know, Hook is just, uh, you know, God, man. He wrestles just like his old man back in the day. It is amazing. He's got so much talent, and I think that anybody that thinks QT's walking out of that has clearly not watched wrestling for 20 years or just doesn't understand kind of what's going on. I mean, to have, I mean, unless you absolutely screw Hook, there's no way Hook's losing this one. For sure. And I think they picked the perfect opponent for Hook on a pay-per-view match. Because nobody would really want to see him go against a jobber. But but that being said, like if you know if you go back to wrestling trivia and it's like, hey, who was Hook's first opponent in a pay per view match? And you are like, oh, it was Q T Marshall. You're kind of going, Q T Marshall, what? <laughs> like, you know, Q T Marshall isn't really a well known name, but I feel like he's a well known enough name. They tried with him. They really really did. It's I think he's always going to be remembered as like. A Lance Storm type, where he's a great worker, he just didn't really get over with the fans, and that's fine. That's that's a disgrace, just Lance Storm, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love, don't get me wrong, yeah. I love Lance QT, Storm. QT just does not have like he's a decent wrestler. He just doesn't have like charisma or anything going for him on that end. It's it's kind of like the Cesaro effect. I hate to say, yeah, I yeah. love Cesaro, but who's, guy, who's Cesaro? Claudio Castagnoli. I, I was about to say, I don't think I can use that name anymore. No. I could really try, but. All right, and that being said, we're going to go now into, you know, the, the meat of the situation. We're done with the sides. We're going to the meat. We're I was going about to the main course. It's time for the main course. It's time to eat. It's time for the main it's event. It's time for the main event. As our good friend Mark Henry would say, we are on to the pay-per-view. And I'm not sure which match is going to start it off. I have a feeling I know which one. <laughs> um, it's, um, and they usually start out, like, think about it. With Full Gear, they started out with MJF and Darby, and that was probably the best match of the night, yep. I hate to say well, they're, they might be starting off with Darby because the first match we're going to be talking about in our AEW Revolution predictions is Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, Darby Allen, and Sting, who, of course, you got to have Sting in there, man. It, it's And then you... Which, I'm sorry, this is the I weirdest team. Above it, it is. Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Isaiah, I feel like they just needed a third guy, so they're like, eh, hey, grab one of the guys from Private Party and throw him in. I, I wanted to talk, too, about Sting, man. It's just, it's so nice to see him actually 
doing things and succeeding in a wrestling company instead of, you know, where he gets jobbed out to Triple H, you know, right. time and time again. So, I'm not a fan of this match. No. At all. No. I'm not a fan. So, I think they should have traded places with the match that took place on Rampage last night. Yeah. Because it was so good. It was too almost too good to be on Rampage. Um, yeah, they should have stuck with this match on Rampage and then put Andrade versus Darby versus Sammy on the pay-per-view. Unless... This there is only one logical explanation to have this on the <laughs> pay per view. They wanted to give them a pay per view spot or something. So <laughs> like, you there's know. there's two reasons. The first reason everybody wants to see Sting wrestle on yes, pay per view. Of course. Number two, why else would you have Matt Hardy in a pay per view match at the moment? Well, Michael, I wouldn't know why. I I would have no idea. Uh, I well, heard, I heard there's some free agents out there. I'm not really I, familiar. Okay, with. I'll be honest, man. In my notes for this match, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put out and say it. I had Darby, Sting, and Sammy obviously winning this matchup, but I, you know, I was like, you know what? Is Jeff Hardy close to his you know 90 day compete clause? And I found out that WWE might actually be suing AEW because Jeff Hardy outright said like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to AEW. He's and worth at, it. And at AEW, like, and Jeff Hardy had to redact that sentence and was like, oh, no, I never said I was going. Or I I, I might be going. I don't know. So, they, they didn't play it smart. No, they didn't. Jeff Hardy was just so giddy and excited to be out of, you know, WWE for once that, you know, so, I don't know, man. I don't want to guarantee that Jeff Hardy's going to show up. But if he did. But if he doesn't, what's the point? Of yeah, having really, this match on a pay-per-view. I really don't get it. Well, that being said, uh, who do you have winning this one? I also have Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting taking out the win. Because you can't see Sting lose a match no. in AEW, ever. Sting might he have one be of the un- best records in AEW. He should be undefeated. <laughs> Dude, Sting with the title, I'm telling you. Give him a singles push. It's like TNA 2011 all over again. They're going to be having matches at the retirement home. Like He should be champion forever. But here's my prediction for the match and how it's going to end. I think Matt's going to take the pinfall from Sammy. Because mm-hmm. Sammy's the champion, it makes right. a lot of sense. I think Andrade is going to get a little fed up with Matt because he took the pinfall, which is a reason for him to get mad. Right. HFO, or I guess the AHFO, is just going to start clowning on Matt. Please. <laughs> and Sammy and Darby are going to be nowhere to be seen. That's when Brother Nero makes the save and makes Brother his Nero. AEW debut. Brother Nero. I, you know, man, I actually had something kind of similar to that. I definitely think that Andrade... I honestly, this might be kind of long-term storytelling, but eventually I think private parties got to get fed up with Matt Hardy and just go somewhere else, and Matt Hardy eventually has to break off of the faction if Jeff is going to debut, because you're not going to have Jeff Hardy in the fucking... You're not going to have him in the AHFO. No, no. I think that... I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Matt Hardy is kind of dragging down private party at this point. Yeah, he really is. Because, like, they were almost on TV every week, and ever since they joined this... They, uh, Faction of Misfits, they have not been on TV. No. But, I mean, that being said, this this is just kind of one of the most mediocre matches on the card. I don't think a lot of people are really having any high expectations unless, excuse me, unless Jeff Hardy's going to obviously show up in AEW television. But the next match, I also think a lot of people might find mediocre, but I personally like to see where this goes. Um, we have Eddie Kingston, the Mad King himself, taking on... Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was just shown with Impractical Jokers. Love those guys. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, was, I was a fan. But um, yeah. I think um, I put some notes on this one. I definitely think we're going to see Eddie Kingston pull this one out. Okay. I think Eddie okay. Kingston is too hot right now. I think he is finally starting to find his groove in AEW. Um Jericho, you know, has lost to a plethora of guys to put them over, and Jericho is no, you know, just, you know, he's no stranger to, you know, putting guys over, and especially a guy like Eddie Kingston that needs a push. This would be a perfect opportunity. I think you might, maybe even see a Jericho heel turn. You saw that little angle the other night with uh, Santana and Ortiz, you yeah. know, bumping fists with Jericho. Maybe. I don't know, man. Might be a little far-fetched, but maybe you see a heel turn from Jericho. Maybe you I have him that. and Ortiz and Santana beat the, you know, the holy piss out of Eddie Kingston. And, you know, and not that Eddie Kingston would get booed, you know, anyway, because people love Eddie Kingston, heel or face. But this might be a good 
good match. I think Jericho's either going to lose respectfully or he's going to call bullshit on the whole match. I right, think. right. I think that's what's going to happen. So, I went in the opposite direction. All right. Um, I have Le Champion, the demo god, the influencer, Chris Jericho, pulling out the win yeah. via it's, a heel turn. Yeah, you know, and that's why I was like, man, you could see the heel turn. You could. That's why it's funny because we had it. Either way around, like you have it going one way of the match, and I have it going the other way. But, but the it, same thing's gonna. But happen. the same thing's gonna happen. Yes. So let's address the elephant in the room. I feel like people have lost interest in Chris Jericho over the past couple months. But I man, he looks good. <laughs> he, he's looking a lot better. But there was a time there where he was boring, really boring. I think it was the face turn for a while. I think yeah. it was a little too much when he first started out. AEW champion heel. He was incredible. I think we need to go back to that a little bit. You do. Um, it w- this wasn't a feud I was excited about, to be honest. No. Uh, I saw Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, and I'm like, great. Chris Jericho is trying to uh, feud with a guy who's popular, just like he's done in the past, like with Orange Cassidy and but, a bunch of other guys. You know, I but I think the Orange Cassidy and Jericho thing worked. I really am not sure that the Kingston-Jericho thing is working. I mean, that promo they had was great, but... That's really the only other buildup that you've had to this match. Yeah, it's the promo is great, don't get me wrong. It, it worked for when CM Punk and Kingston had the match in full gear. That worked. Yes. But I don't think this one was as groundbreaking as it was for CM Punk. It's going to be a banger, I'm pretty sure. Like It's better than the first match we talked about, in my opinion. I think it's good, but how good is it going to be? I, I think it's going to be good because it's a heel turn, and it's on Eddie Kingston, so that's more sympathy for Eddie Kingston to get over. And no one's going to boo Eddie. That's what I said. Is nobody's so I know Eddie Eddie's Kingston. Eddie's not going to be the heel in this situation. It's going to be Jericho. I don't know where Santana and Ortiz are going to go. Yeah, I don't really. That's been confusing because they might stick with Jericho and be heel, or they can stick with Eddie and be face. I mean, from what I understood, is like I think everybody wants to get rid of the inner circle too, but I don't think Jericho wants to let go of the inner circle. He's very much against the idea of it, but. Sammy's pretty much already broken off and been like a single star. Jake Hager's doing, you know, MMA on the side. And then you already see like Santana and Ortiz going, well, dude, we've been on the roster since the beginning and we've yet to have like a real, other than like one time, we've yet to have a tag team title match, dude. Like we're one of the best in the business. So I I think they really messed up here. I think they could have done a different stipulation, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Take it back to the early 2000s, just do a custody of Santana and Ortiz ladder match. I think that would have been good. No, they're saving that for uh, they're saving that for the tag team uh, the tag team match that happened. uh, (laughs) Custody custody of Adam Cole. Cole. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm loving it. Um, well, and you know we'll have to see where it goes. Um, this is this is a match that has a lot of potential, and I think it's going to go one way or the other. Um, I hope. I hope it gets like a solid maybe three and a half stars out of five or something like that for Dave Meltzer. But, yeah, I think it'll be a great match. Um, it's going to get the fans excited, which is going to be a good thing. But up next, uh, for the TBS Championship, which oh, is a title well. I have not been excited about, nope. if I'm being completely honest, <laughs> Jade Cargill versus my girl Ty Conti, who really isn't my girl anymore. Where's the fart sound when you need it? No, no, listen, I'm not doing <laughs> fart noises for Ty Conti, all right? She still she, has my heart. She's cute. Even if she's with a Spanish god, I can't compete with that. But, yeah, you can't compete with the Spanish But I, I love Ty Conti, and I know she's not going to win, but I'm going to root for her anyway. I love that little dance she does up on stage, man. Oh, she's getting into it. Dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm shaking you, her hips and all, man. It's my cute. Mount Rushmore pro wrestling, it's Hook, and it's Ty Conti. Forget about the other two. I think Ty Conti is gorgeous, but I don't think... Um, Let's be honest, this match is just there to promote the TBS title. It's not really meant to do anything more. The The feud between these two is like, I don't know, man. It just feels like one of those matches where they're just like, okay, we're going to put these two together and just see how it works I, because we need you know, a contender for the title. And let's be honest, man. Cargill is just just boring. Like Cargill, to me, just doesn't give me any type of it's, – it's like watching Goldberg decimate people that are better than him every freaking week. It's just – come so, on. It's kind of like what they were trying to do with Hook versus QT Marshall. Where but Hook, with Hook, it works! But <laughs> what with Hook, it's popular. It's just Hook's been facing jobbers for weeks. Then he finally gets like a worthy opponent in QT Marshall. They're doing the same thing with Jade Cargill because she's been facing jobbers for the past couple weeks, and now yeah. she gets Ty Conti. Let's just, let's just, you know, just watch any Cargill match followed by a Hook match. 
Listen to the ovation for Cargill, which is literally nothing. Like, this is the perfect time when they need to pipe in sounds like from the WWE. Oh, yeah. And then you have a hook match, and people go freaking nuts for Hook. It's, oh, yeah. It blows my mind. And I'm not saying Cargill is like a bad wrestler. Like, she has some, like, you well, know, skill, but it's it's just hard to before, watch. Listen, before we bash Cargill yeah. for the next 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah, really. she has potential. She does. I'm an, I'm, I don't want to say a big fan, but I'm a fan of her work. She has potential. She's only been doing this for a couple months, I think. I think she's going to be a great champion, but I think it was way too early to put the belt on her. I feel like that belt was kind of created for her, mm-hmm. in a way. I, and it's just not really doing her justice at the moment. I think you should have built it up a little bit longer. I, 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 I appreciate you being nice to her. I just, I can't. I can't. I, I just, man, I'm not a fan. You know, it's, I like it's Goldberg. I, yeah, it's literally Goldberg. Well, and, but the difference was, it's like WCW Goldberg was just like you knew it was kind of like, eh, it's just like. And that's why I'm seeing that Goldberg effect in Hook. Like they already have a Goldberg. Yeah, but and I, it's Hook. But I love how they book Hook though. Like Hook is literally just like, you know, I'm done with the match. I'm gonna walk out. This girl flaunts around in there for like 20 minutes, and and. Smart Mark Sterling is just oh my goodness, he's <laughs> Listen, a, he's great. Like, I, I love Smart Mark, but I don't get that manager pairing. No, I really don't. It's it's really like they're trying. I don't know, trying to put him off as like the sleazy lawyer that nobody likes or whatever. But you know, I don't uh, know. This let's, match, this let's, match is just eh. it's it's now. Let's let's get down to business though. It's going to be a quick match. Who do you got? <laughs> you got Goldberg, or I mean, sorry, you got, you got Goldberg or some local competitor. I was about uh, to say, you got Goldberg or uh, Conti. I love Ty Conti, but she's going to take the L on this one. She is. She's going to look great. She's going to put in a few moves, but Jade's going to do that finisher she does in all of her match and end it quick. I'd be really surprised if they put the title on Ty. I'd, I'd be excited. You know, after the match that her and uh, Baker had at um, what page? That was full gear, yeah. Full gear. Like, that was a great match. Um, I think she definitely can contend at the highest level. But, you know, I think they're really trying to... There's going to be some kind of end payoff to Cargill. I'm just not sure what it is yet. You know, I'm typically decent at, like, guessing where the booking's going to go. This is one of those things where I'm just like, okay, like, she just must be best friends with, like, Cody and Brady. Actually, I can't say that anymore. Well, she was. She was. That's why. I don't are, wait, who are Cody and Brady? Wait, have, who are those? I guys? have lost track of them. But in all honesty, there might be some kind of payoff that they're trying to do, and we'll just have to wait and see where they're wanting to push Cargill's uh, character's direction. All right. Well, the TBS title, uh, it's, it's going to be decided. I don't really get it, it's, but it's, I'll tell you a championship that is more prestigious than any of the TNT belts. I thought you were going to say 24-7. Oh, the 24-7 title is prestigious. Uh, hang in there. Uh, if we keep introducing titles, we might be on that route. What do we got next, Mike? We have an opportunity Ooh. to fight for the TNT belt. This is And it's going to be in a ladder match with... There's some big boys in this match. Big boys. Big boys. Uh, it's going to be the face of the Revolution ladder match. I was a big fan of this last year. Bet. Um, it's going to be Keith Lee versus Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. And then Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, and Christian Cage. As decided last night, let me just say I love Christian Cage. I'm glad they gave him a spot in this ladder match. Um, that being said, I also freaking, you know, Ricky Starks has kind of grown on me too, man. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a big mark for Ricky Starks. He's good. He's good. All the people in this match feasibly possibly could win it. I think other than Hobbs. I think they would not push Hobbs to do it. But everybody else, Cassidy has been at the top of the ladder you got Christian Cage who challenged Omega for the belt um, at um at it was All Out right yeah yeah I was gonna say how can I for, how can I forget All Out the um, best pay per view all time. yeah and you know and then you have Ricky Starks who you know had that big FTW title match at Battle of the Belts I mean they're trying to push him a little bit here and there dude if they want to push Ricky Starks I hate to say it they got to get that FTW belt off him they do they got to give it to Hook as soon as possible. But, you know, this is what I like about this ladder match is that anybody can feasibly win it. I think that they would even try to maybe push Wardlow since, you know, there's that whole thing like, well, you know, if you so happen to win the match, which it won't, you know, I'll let you keep the belt. Yeah. And I, then you got, honestly, in my opinion, the winner of the match, by by a long shot, I think there's only one obvious winner, Keith Lee. I think you got to oh, put, yeah. put Keith Lee in the title picture ASAP. 
Uh, I think, you know, WWE took such a big... Monster. Yeah, and just, you know, they took such a big monster and just went... Like, they just didn't push him. They made him a bear cat. It's a dumb decision. They turned a monster into a bear cat. It's just some of the releases from WWE I don't get, you know. Especially this guy. This guy is just a monster. I think at the end of the day, I think there's only three possible winners... I was going to say, match, I think it's Keith Lee. I kind of gave him as my winner. But... Oh, yeah. Keith Lee is my winner. I wouldn't be surprised if Wardlow won, and I would not be surprised if Ricky Starks won. Those, those in my opinion, were the three because, let's face it, like Cassidy is just kind of there to be in the big title matches and big matches and not win. Hobbs is just kind of Ricky Starks' sidekick, and then you kind of have Christian who's, I mean, let's face it, Christian's as old as, as old as dirt now, and he doesn't really yeah. want to be the guy anymore. You know, he's like, I'll, I'll fight Omega if I have to, but I'm I don't want to be the champion. I know. I I wish they had something for Christian. Like I get it, you gave him the match against Omega, and that's kind of it. But yeah, yeah, where he's at right now, it's I I don't like it. I don't yeah. like him with Jurassic Express. I feel like they need something else. I'm just not sure what it is yet. You know, Christian. Like I said, I feel like it's way. I think. WWE is such big competition to them that they saw Christian Cage on the free agent market, and they said, dude, we got to sign him. Like, we just got to sign him. Same with Mark Henry. They're like, we got Mark Henry. It's like, well, yeah, you could get Mark Henry. Mark Henry's like in his 40s and 50s now, and the guy doesn't want to wrestle anymore. Don't you talk trash about Mark Henry, because I live for Friday nights for his his one line. That's his only contribution (laughs) to the company. I'll tell you what, I love it. Yeah, no, it's good. I I love Mark Henry. It's funny. Um, but, yeah, no, I think around the time that WWE was starting to shed a lot of its, like, you know, old skin, if you will, like, you know, a snake just shedding all of his old skin and just, AEW's just there to pick up all the scraps. They're signing guys like, you know, Paul White and Mark Henry. Christian was probably one of those guys, and, you know, I like Christian, but I, like like you said, I don't know if there's really anything that they have to do for him, which is kind of sad because the guy can still go for his age. I would love to see Christian pull it off. I just don't think it's going to happen. It probably yeah. won't, but I think Keith Lee, honestly, but, is probably the safest bet in this match. Um, one I mean, low would be interesting. Oh, yeah. But um, I think... At the end of the day, it's going to be Keith Lee. I, yeah, I was going to say. But enough about monsters, enough about Bearcats. Let's talk dragons. Dragons! Let's talk dragons. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Oh, the interesting segue. Of course, versus my man John Moxley. See, you like that? You didn't know which match we were talking about. I know. You, I, I said dragons, and you're like, where is he going with this? I have no idea. It's good shit, pal. It's good shit. So, <clears throat> Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Daniel Bryan versus Dean Ambrose in another world. That won't sell tickets now. <laughs> that won't put butts in seats. But, but come on. How good is this match? This is going to steal the show. How good is it? This is the best match on the card. These guys are going to put on an absolute clinic. I don't care who wins. As long as it happens, I'm fine with it. I knew it was going to happen, but like the last time that I had this excitement over a match is when CM Punk got in the ring with MJF and looked him right in the eye. Like I haven't been excited for a match. And when, when that was a whole like month or two ago. But we'll, we'll get to that later, but that's probably my favorite match on the yeah, card. I this is probably my second favorite. Kinda, I was just kind of comparing, obviously, um, but I think, I know we haven't really talked a lot about the finishes or anything because we've been so excited about the show as a whole, but this one, like you said, this is going to steal the show. It's probably going to be the best match of the night. It's going to be a technical encounter. I think Danielson's style, I think Moxley's style, it's two completely different styles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Danielson's more technical. Moxley, obviously a little bit more rough around the edges. He just likes to beat people up. That's what we love about him. He's a hometown boy from Cincinnati, man. Cincinnati, Ohio. Born and raised on that Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili. (laughs) At the end of the day, who do you have? Do you have the American Dragon or do you have the Mox? I think it would be absolutely a crime for me not to pick my man from my hometown, Moxley, (laughs) in this one. Now, don't get me wrong. Brian Danielson... The, the, this is the one of the matches where it really can go either way. That's why I love this booking. It's kind of like the Kingston-Jericho match. I love the booking on that, too, because you really don't know which way it's going to go. It could right. go either way, and you would be happy with either decision. But I think Moxley has been out of the picture for a while now, and you know he was getting himself some help, which, you know, props to him. 
You know, oh yeah, mad nothing, respect. Nothing wrong with that, obviously. And uh, you know, he's back in the he's back in the limelight now. He wants to succeed. He wants to do, you know, everything that he can do. And he day after day after day after day, just proving to WWE, like, hey, you really dropped the ball on me. I'm gonna beat. <laughs> Your former world champion that won your two titles at WrestleMania. Gosh, man, that was a long time ago. 2014. It feels like a whole nother but, century. But, yeah. yeah, no, I think I, I have Moxley in this one. And, again, it wouldn't surprise me if Danielson won it. It really would. But Moxley, it's my hometown guy. I can't go against him. So, I hate to commit treason. Oh! Against Cincinnati and the Wild Thing. Skyline Chili! And Skyline Chili. And... I'm going oh. with Brian Danielson. Man. So, it's obviously going to steal the show. I'd be so excited if Mox won. But I think if Brian Danielson wins, hear me out on this. Okay. If he wins, we get a nice little handshake between those two in the ring. And we see Mox and Danielson team up. Maybe do a two-man power trip for the tag titles. I would like to see that. I was going to say, we're kind of missing the point. Like, if these two team up, like, oh my. Like, oh yeah. Come on. I think that they thought of that, like those two teaming up, they thought of that as like just something to do during a promo to get a reaction from the crowd. And then it kind of like backfired on them because they're yeah. like, oh wait, people actually want to see that. We got to make it happen now. Man, it's it's going to be it's gonna be great, man. It really, really it's is going to be, be great. bloody. It's bloody. They are going to be bloody. drenched in blood, guaranteed. Man. Well. Oh I, yeah, and I'm really excited to hear the crowd singing Wild Thing again. Yeah. Because you know that's going to be huge. Well, Michael, we have four exciting matches left to talk about. So, the last four matches. Back to back to back to back. Bangers! So, we're going to start with... Okay, so, hear me out. All right. When I first heard about this, I wasn't as excited. But the AEW Tag Team titles are on the line. And it feels like... You got Red Dragon on one side. Yeah. You got Young Bucks on the other side. Then the Jurassic Express are just kind of there holding the titles. You know what? Never in my like, you know, man, never in my years of watching wrestling has the champion felt like such an like an afterthought. You know, other than the last time I felt like the champion was such an afterthought was when Triple H had that feud with Stephanie like at WrestleMania 18 because it right. was literally. Triple H versus Stephanie and Chris Jericho was just kind of there holding the belt. Like, this is the Battle of the Titans. This is the Bucks and this is Red Dragon. This is Indy versus WWE. Even though, I mean, all these guys are Indy guys, but like back in the day, the best on NXT was the Undisputed Era. This is the Wednesday Night Wars. This is the best tag teams, dare I say the best tag teams of both brands during that time. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's literally NXT versus AEW in its, like, in its, you know, infancy. I feel like they're like, okay, so Revolution, we have to do Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. Oh, yeah, but we also have people uh, wanting Jurassic Express. Express. Oh, yeah, throw them in there. And, I mean, not to discredit Jurassic Express at all, but, I mean, let's be honest, nobody in their right mind think, like, there might be 10% that go, oh, yeah, they'll leave with the belts. Don't give me, I love Tony Khan's booking. Yeah, but he pulled the trigger way too early on this one. Yeah, Jungle Boy's still young, and Luchasaurus, to me, is just such a stud. But like I, I love said, them, but watching them with the titles is it's aggravating. It really is. Because, don't get me wrong, like I feel like the Lucha Brothers' reign was a little lackluster. Because, mm-hmm. well, you know, they weren't cutting the best promos. They weren't getting enough TV time. But that's not their fault. They were still having great matches. In this case... I'm not really seeing many promos from Jurassic Express, and I'm not really seeing any matches. Not to say that they're not over, too, because the crowd really does like Jurassic Express, but to say they're more over than Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish or the Bucks is... Can you really say that? You know, like, can you really say that they're more over than two of the best tag teams in the world? But anyway, people want to see this match. Yeah. I want to see this match. Who's walking out as champions? Is it going to be Red Dragon? Is it going to be the Young Bucks for their... Second title I was reign. third. It feels like third. I don't have to count in my head. Or is it going to be Jurassic Express retaining their titles? This is going to be quite... Now, this is where the storytelling gets fun. 
this is where the storytelling gets fun, and this is where I really thought about it. Because is, are they going to end the rain that early? Yes, they are. They're oh. going to end the rain that early because I literally wrote in my notes, and I think you know where I'm going with this. I've been praying for an undisputed era versus Bucks Omega feud forever. I think right. this is the catalyst that starts that. Whether they decide to keep it on Jurassic Express, this is going to isolate the two teams and make them hate each other to the point where Cole is going to have to pick a side eventually. And if Red Dragon were to walk out as the tag champions, you know Adam Cole. He wants to be on the winning side, baby. Oh, yeah. And I think that Red Dragon probably will walk out. Who am I kidding? Probably. They're walking out with the tag titles. That is a bold prediction. Red Dragon's walking out. And I'll tell you what, man. I think, obviously, there's going to be some foul play involved. And I think that, you know, with the the corporate stooge of Cutler, I mean, he'll probably be involved too. But I think the Bucks want to see their friends succeed. And I think in this booking, you'll probably see that. Because the Bucks have already had their day in the sun. And they had a pretty damn good tag title reign. But, I mean... If you put the belts on Red Dragon, you eliminate Jurassic Express out of the equation. Maybe Jurassic Express, you know, takes the time off to do something else. But you get to see the feud, maybe a double or nothing that you want to see in Red Dragon versus the Bucks for the tag titles. You get a one-on-one encounter versus one-on-one-on-one where the third team's just kind of there, you know, right, right. holding the belts. But I think that this might start the catalyst for the Undisputed Era versus um, the Super Elite whenever. And I'm like... You know, I'll talk about it a little bit later, obviously, but I think you might see the return of somebody that's been out of the game for a little while, too. Okay, okay. Because how are you not going to put them on Red Dragon? They're I, so on, I know. on fire. Listen, I don't want to put them on Red Dragon, but I'm going to have to. You got to. I I predict Red... I, I'm going to pull one out of your book. Red Dragon is walking out wow. with the Tag Team Championships of the World. They are the new Tag Champions. We got to get a good match at Double or Nothing, and if we keep it on Jurassic Express, I don't think that's going to happen. That that tells There's you. a lot of people coming to that show. Double or Nothing is AEW's WrestleMania. Oh yeah, it's around the same time frame. They bring the biggest matches out. It was their first show they ever had, and no offense, Double or Nothing typically is their best pay per view of the year, with the exception of 2021 because All Out was insane. Oh yeah. But Double or Nothing, no matter what year it is, always brings the pain, man. I mean, this is about to be the fourth. Um, the fourth double or nothing. I'm pretty positive. Um, yeah, the fourth double or nothing. Shit, this would be the. Is this the fourth revolution then? Because I think I said it was the no, third. no, no. It's the third. It's I the think. third. I. You know what? It's either the third or the fourth. I Dude, can't tell. We're so far along as a company. We don't remember what paper. I don't are. remember how many there's been. But then again, this is such a new company. It's not like anybody goes, "Oh, this is the fifteenth judgment day that we're gonna have." You oh know, my like God, yeah. But no, I think. Um, yeah, no, I think that you need a really good match. Or double or nothing. Your tag team division has been your focal point for 99% of your lifetime, other than the world title. You've got to have good champions, and you've got to have good challengers. A two-month feud with these guys would be gold on television. I just want to put a belt on Bobby Fish. Yeah, Bobby Bobby be talking Bobby, so much. I don't know why I like Bobby Fish so much. I'll tell you what. Third person in my Mount Rushmore. We're talking Hook, Ty Conti. Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish has been added to the Mount Rushmore. Dude, and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish's AEW shirts on Shop AEW are so sick. Like, they're just oh, yeah. so cool. And did you see uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, doing the air guitar on the tag team title yeah, belt? I would love to see that every time. That's how I look like, when I don't have an actual guitar. I'm just, like, jamming out. Jamming out on our fake title belts that we got on eBay. Yep. Yep. That was Christmas. That was oh, Christmas, yeah. guys. That, that was Christmas this year. But, I mean, and I think that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby are having more fun than they've ever had. And I think that NXT was a great um, stepping stone for them in their uh, their careers and their journeys. But I think this, I, I mean, they probably wanted to be there all along, you know. And, I mean, NXT was the honestly one of the best things to happen to Fish, Riley, and, um, and Cole. And Cole, yeah. But, I mean... I think they're doing pretty good. I think they're keeping up with where their legacy left off. Remember Roderick Strong. Yeah. Dude, I bet he's like, <laughs> well, I mean, and I think that's why they're like, oh, well, the, the boys are back together because Roderick Strong kind of joined in like a little after all three of them had already been established. Wouldn't that be something if we saw Roderick Strong debut like a year from now? I know. That'd be crazy. But, but anyway, enough about yeah. tag teams. Yeah, what about tag teams? Let's talk about AEW's favorite dentist, the role model, and 
I want to say the second longest reigning AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker at DMD. You mean 2021 PWI's Woman Wrestler of the Year, Dr. Britt Baker. And well-deserved, I might add. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship. You Who know, you got winning? I was going to say, didn't she win Match of the Year, too, with this same girl that she's taking on? She's only been around for a couple years, and she already has so many accomplishments. And Rebel. Rebel's great. And, and Rebel and Jamie Hayter. They're great. I want to add them to my Mount Rushmore, but I'm running out of room. Yeah, no. The trio of gals that come out every week are one of the highlights. And you know what? I think WWE have a fair share of women talent. And they definitely have the upper edge on AEW for their female division. But I think this is where the one... You know, WWE just doesn't have that one illustrious star. Besides Charlotte Flair. Besides Charlotte. I was going to say Charlotte Flair is... But even then, like, it's kind of... But they're trying to make, like, their top star, like, a Ronda Rousey or, like, you know, a Becky Lynch. Like, you know, in my opinion, I think Charlotte Flair is the best thing on, you know, WWE's women's division right now. I wish she would join her fiancé. Yeah, but Britt Baker is the woman in AEW. There's no question about it. Um, and so. I think that And I think that she is going to retain. I think you can't end this reign just yet. I don't think... There's anybody right now that's hotter than Baker, and I think keeping the belt on her is just smart business. It's smart All business. Right. So this this has probably been one of the hardest predictions to make, in my opinion, because everybody is saying Thunder Rosa is walking with the title. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. And the only logical reasoning behind that is Baker's out the belt too long, or she's the only worthy competitor of taking it off Baker. So... I was like, you know what? Thunder Rose is walking away with the belt. No doubt about it. Right. And then I watched on Wednesday. Wednesday Night Dynamite this week completely changed my opinion on the match because they had Thunder Rosa pin Britt Baker clean. And that blew my mind. And I saw that and I'm like, yep, there's no way. And Oh, man. Baker, Dr. Britt Baker is walking away with the belt. The more I thought about it, she's got to hold on to it because she is yet to beat the length of Sheeta's reign. Ugh. So I think that Britt Baker should hold it at least till double or nothing. Yep. And then she can be considered the longest reigning AEW Women's World Champion. Who did uh, who did Baker take on for the last pay-per-view too? I can't even remember. It was Ty Conti. You see, like, I think that this match right here is... They probably... I mean, they'll probably find somebody that's on Britt Baker's level for double or nothing, but... Thunder Rosa is at the top of the division as well, and this is why this is such a great match. I mean, the match that they had where Britt Baker literally got the action. She even was like, I got the action figure. I got the shirt. You got nothing. She's like, you might have got the win, but look at everything that I got. And that's what sucks is Thunder Rosa won the match. Yeah, and nobody would remember that. Like That's like, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels jumping on top of or jumping off the ladder at WrestleMania. Uh, oh, God. At that one WrestleMania gets Razor Ramon, it's 10 or 12. You guys are going to kill me for that. But, uh, oh, yeah. But you you wouldn't forget that Razor actually won the match, you know, oh, because yeah, it's always about the... You know what? Think about this. Mick Foley versus The Undertaker. Yep. Who won? Oh, gosh. You know who won? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know who Undertaker. won. Undertaker. It was The Undertaker, but... But Foley! Who do you remember? Yeah, I remember Mick Foley. Oh, yeah, the guy that almost died on the announce table. All right, That's right. All right, I'll give you one more. The Rock. In Mankind at the Royal Rumble with all the chair shots that Mick Foley took. Oh, my God. Obviously, man. The Rock wins, but right, all you can remember is freaking Mick Foley. So, are we are we making the conclusion that Dr. Britt Baker is on level with Mick Foley? Oh. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, give her about 30 more years and maybe she'll be there. Oh, yeah. Until she starts doing death matches, I'm not even, pass. And I'm not even trying to say she's not there right now. It's just Mick Foley's got such a historic legacy. And... She's definitely up there right now. But oh, yeah, I think, she's making her way. I think, you know, she's kind of starting her wrestling career out, like, right now, and she hasn't had that many years to develop and really perfect her craft, but she's doing great. She's really doing great. I would like to see Brits in a match so hardcore that not even the toughest wrestlers can stand it. A match like a dog collar match. Oh! Oh! I'm killing these segues, I'm telling you. Dog collar match. Dog the best power. in the world, CM Punk, versus a man who's better than you and you know it, Mr. Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. Greatest feud in AEW history. Changed my mind. Greatest storyline in AEW history. Greatest promos. 
greatest build. You never know where they're going with this thing, and they always seem to one-up themselves every single week. Just when I thought I had it figured out, <laughs> literally, MJF became the victim. Yeah, like two weeks before Revolution. I I didn't buy that though. I mean, I know it was a good like no, a lot of like, people were thinking it, but I, I wasn't buying it. I did research into this thing. It actually happened. Yeah, like they found his old Instagram comments on that Instagram account he was talking about. This actually happened. He just, obviously embellished it a little bit, but. Oh my goodness, it came out of nowhere. I'm just wondering what MJF is it like in real life. Like, that's all I'm wondering. That's the thing. He is so good at keeping his character. I don't think he's ever broken. We're never going to know. We're never going to know. But, I mean, literally, like you said, the best feud in AEW history. I mean, we've had some really good feuds like Moxley and Jericho. And, I mean, Kenny and Paige arguably probably is up there, too. But this one just blows those out of the water. What MJF did. is such a damn good heel, and CM Punk is everybody's. Like, I mean, when you were growing up, like me, we were wrestling fans. What? I was 13 in 2011 when Punk was at the highest. I had his gloves. I had his T-shirt. I was the biggest Punk fan in the world. Like, Listen, everyone was a CM Punk fan, and if you say you're not a CM Punk fan, you're a liar. And now it's like, dude. I love rooting for MJF. I love watching him wrestle. And I, he's the heel. You're supposed to hate his ass, but I, I can't. Oh, yeah. So, I'm excited to see this match. We've only done one dog collar match in AEW, and it was awesome. It well, was Brody Lee. And then that other guy. And the other guy, Stardust. <laughs> um, Who's in WrestleMania, apparently. Stardust, main eventing WrestleMania, facing Gunther, probably. No, it's Jake Paul. No, oh, Jake, no that's or, the Miz. Or, or, <laughs> Jake no, the, the official match was uh, the Mysterios and Jake Paul and Miz. So that's what they're doing over there. Uh, we don't pay attention to that. I mean, we watch it, but like we, we typically just kind of make fun of it. We're we're pretty out there. Oh, no, man. I'm really into Stardust. I'm you telling know, you. You know? Anyway. I mean, yeah, anyway. Back, back to the dog cower match. Yeah, really. Who, who's the best in the world? Who's walking away with it? Oh, you know, part of me really wanted it. So when they had, you know, it's kind of like the Jericho and um, MJF feud they had which was also an excellent feud by the way oh yeah but i mean you know how many times is jericho gonna lose until he gets one back on mjf i think you gotta give this one to punk i think mjf has done so much torment to punk he's got the better of him on so many occasions but i think in the way it happens it's it's very it's gonna be really interesting i'll tell you that um what i wrote what i have here is that obviously punk's gonna win the dog collar match I think this, this moment right here, is where Wardlow doesn't necessarily turn on MJF, but messes up to the point where MJF is fed up with Wardlow, and the Wardlow face turns coming sooner. Oh, I don't know how this is going to pan out with Wardlow. It almost reminds me of like the Batista-Triple H you know, scenario, where Batista it was is. the big bad bodyguard for Triple H, and then... It's but, like looking in a mirror. But, like, this is the same situation. But that was what I was saying. I'm like, Batista did it so well. I just don't know if Wardlow's going to have that same ability to go out on his own and be the big bad guy that he wants to be. We'll see. Time will tell. I was going to say, he doesn't talk too much. He doesn't have a ton of promos. He just kind of wrestles. But I think that Punk has to get his win back here. So, CM Punk is the best in the world. Correct. He has an undefeated streak, except for losing to Maxwell. One loss. Two losses, technically. Yeah, true. Yeah, two losses in Chicago. Man, that hurts. And speaking of that, you already gave Max two wins against Punk in Chicago. Yep. CM Punk's walking out of this dog collar match. The better man. There's so much more to this match than the winner. Mm -hmm. Like, MJF can win, and I'm fine with it. But here's why I think CM Punk's going to win. You touched upon Wardlow a little bit. Yeah. Wardlow, it's it's going to be the payoff. It's going to be at a big pay-per-view where he turns face. I think this is the time to pull the trigger. Wardlow face turn. Here's how it's going to happen. Wardlow's going to turn face because MJF is going to try to cheat using his diamond ring. During I was going to say, you know the diamond ring's about to be It's going to make an appearance. But I have a feeling that MJF is going to beat up CM Punk so bad that Wardlow's going to take a look at this man and how eager MJF is to win, and he's just going to have it. Yep. And Wardlow's going to be like, there's no way. Throws the ring away, however you want to do that. Doesn't help MJF cheat and get the win. Punk hits the GTS, however you want to do it. Gets the win. It's 
gonna be a good one. After the match, MJF loses it on Wardlow. Like, you cost me the match. Start slapping him, doing whatever yeah. you want. Wardlow has enough. I don't know if you want Spears there. Or Wardlow grabs MJF. Powerbomb. Right there in the middle of the ring. That's it. Powerbomb. And then the crowd starts chanting. One more time. One more time. Wardlow picks him up again. Bam. One more time. And he's going to do it until the crowd can't take it anymore. Because the crowd wants nothing more than to watch Wardlow powerbomb this motherfucker like 15 times. And you know what's going to happen. That's going to be the payoff. You can set up the MJF Wardlow feud. It would take him out of the CM Punk feud flawlessly. And CM Punk can move on to other guys. It's going to be like Suplex City all over again. Exactly. And I I can't wait to see it. I'm... I'm almost as confident in this as I am about the Red Dragon taking the titles. I'm invested in this match. Oh, so am I. But I'll tell you what. There's one match that I'm very, very invested in. And I love your theory on this match, but the theory I have on the next one, the final one, might be too crazy for you to oh, understand. This is, this is, the, uh, this is, this the, is the big kahuna. Yeah. And I have the perfect... And if I'm right, I swear to God. I'm, I'm listening. So... Number one, obviously, it's the AEW World Title match. I was really hoping they would find a worthy opponent for Mr. Page, and they did. And Adam Cole, baby. Baby. And I think that this one is also going to be a hell of a contest. I love two former, you know, ROH indie guys going at it. They've obviously both have made big names for themselves. They have really good streaks, good wins. On hot streaks, both of them. Um, You know they faced each other before. Yeah. Oh, wait. They had a match, Adam Page versus Adam Cole. You want to know what the stipulation was? Loser changes their name to Leroy. Leroy. I forgot who won. <laughs> Leroy Cole or Leroy Page. Maybe Loser changes his name to Budge. Yeah. That's, that's, I guess Adam lost that one. I, I guess which so. Which Adam? <laughs> I was about to say which one. Which Adam? Adam Cole. Um, Hangman Budge Page. Yeah? Yeah. Well, this one is going to be interesting, no doubt. But I think... I, I hit on this a little bit earlier when I was talking about the tag title match. Obviously, like I said, I've been praying for the Undisputed Era and the Super Elite, but I didn't really touch on the third member of the Super Elite too much. You know, the one that had the big title reign that's been out for a little while that, you know, hasn't been on TV. I can't seem to recall. Yeah, so here's how it's going to go. Obvi- and I, wanted, I want to say this before I say anything. I think Hangman's going to win the belt no matter what. Right. I agree. Because it's been too short of a reign. They want to keep the belt on him. I don't think it's like Jurassic Express where you got to take it off of him to build for a bigger match. I think Hangman is a star caliber talent. No, no. You can't have two five-star matches with Danielson and then a Texas death match with Archer and then take the belt off him. Exactly. He's got so much more in him. But this is how it's going to happen. So Hangman and Cole are probably, you know, the match is going to be incredible. Typically, it goes about, what, 20 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. But I think that Red Dragon, I think Cole is going to be so giddy with excitement to see Red Dragon win those belts. Yep. He's going to get so excited, but they're going to plan something to try to screw Paige, obviously. Right. This is where it gets interesting. Red Dragon comes out to screw Paige. Maybe there's a ref bump. Maybe the ref's back is turned by something. And of all people, of all people... Maybe the Bucks come out to try to interfere. Oh yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm assuming the Bucks are going to turn face. The Bucks, the Bucks interfere, and cost Adam Cole the match. This is where Adam Cole and Red Dragon go apeshit, <laughs> and and, and pound on the Bucks, because what the fuck, man? We're Dude. supposed to be you know partners. You here. Battle cry, go on. You see Kenny Omega, of all people, come out, run out, and help his boys out. This sets up your money match. AEW, listen to me, because if this isn't your booking, this is what you need to do. This is fantasy booking at its finest. Kenny Omega comes out and protects his boys. You see it. The feud we've all wanted since 29, since the company began. But it sets up the super elite and undisputed era at double or nothing. Whether you want it to be a trios match, I think you have to make it a trios match. Maybe one for all the belts. Or, hear me out. Blood and Guts. Or Blood and Guts. A Blood and Guts for a winner. The take undisputed all. era in Blood and Guts. All I'm saying is this is a money match. I think this would top 
Well, maybe not top, but it would be up there with All Out for pay-per-view endings. Oh, yeah. I think everybody would be caught off guard with Kenny Omega because people don't really think he's ready to wrestle. Um, Two quick follow-up questions. Yeah. Is Don Callis there? Dude, you got to bring the Olive Garden with you. <laughs> the invisible hand, Don Callis. Dude, and Don Callis literally made Kenny Omega just... I don't. But then again, I don't know, though, because like Don Callis is kind of that smug guy. Maybe he... Maybe he turns and goes with Cole. Maybe that would be the... I, I don't know. I think they'll cut Don Callis out of the picture. Second question. Let's go. Where does Hangman lie in all this? You know? Do you think Hangman, hear me out, aligns himself with his old friends in the elite? No, see, wouldn't that be just the biggest... And that's what I'm saying. That's why... And that's literally why I said, Cody, what the hell, man? Hangman aligns himself... I mean, that's kind of the alliance, but I'm assuming... At the double or nothing pay per view, you open the door for a bigger opponent like a CM Punk or an MJF to challenge Hangman for the AEW title. But having a blow off match between you know, you know, the Super Elite and Undisputed Era is just gold. Oh, I mean, everybody wants to see that match. Oh, can you see it? Just uh, even even this, I'm just like bouncing off your idea. But Hangman, the Bucks, and Kenny. Versus the Undisputed Era, whatever they're called now. If Roger Strong came to hell And Roger Strong. Well, dude, I mean, he probably won't because he's still on a contract. Roger Strong violates his contract but, and debuts. But, I mean, they could get somebody. But that, in my opinion, would be the best pay-per-view ending of the year. Obviously, since it's early in the year, but probably one of the best of all time. I couldn't have said this better myself. Um, that's... Pretty solid fantasy booking. Um, it's really hard. And to this is total fantasy there. booking, but I said AEW. If you need a head booker, just sign me real quick. I, I know it's going to be some shenanigans. I have Hangman Page winning. Obviously, I love Hangman. Yeah, probably Hangman. probably there's, the fourth face in my Mount Rushmore. I was going to say there's complete. There's no doubt he's walking out the champion. It's cowboy shit. It's Hook. It's Ty Conti. I forgot my third one. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Yep. My uh, my four. It's complete. I think Hangman walks away with the title. There's going to be some shenanigans with Red Dragon, Young Bucks. Maybe Kenny comes back. Maybe a new challenger for Paige. Somebody's debuting at this thing, whoever it may be. Which, yeah, I was going to say, like, we we were all really wanting that Jeff Hardy thing, and then we kind of found out that he was still on his 90-day no-compete clause. Um, I think he's going to do it anyway. I don't think, like, I know Johnny Gargano is a free agent. Maybe Johnny Gargano. But, I mean, I don't think maybe he's... The, oh, maybe that's your fourth for the Blood yeah, and Guts match. but I don't think he's, you know, and, and maybe he aligns himself with Cole and them, but, I mean, obviously Cole spent a lot of time. It's kind of like the NWO and Sting thing at that WrestleMania where it's like Sting was never with NWO, and no. Johnny Gargano was never with Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. But may, maybe, maybe you have that. Maybe. But it's sounding like a great pay-per-view. Yes. I... I think this has potential. I think it's going to be one of their best. Hopefully, either way, it's going to be better than the exploding barbed wire death match from last year. What are you talking about? Uh, we don't talk about it much, but uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait to watch it. We're going to come back and see if our predictions are right. If your fantasy booking is 100% correct, I'm I'm yeah. going to stop watching. I, I will stop watching too. You I, won't see me for a week. I'll be like, oh my god. I just oh my God. Like I said, I can't wait to see Red Dragon win those belts. It's going to be a good one. And that concludes the very first installment of the Smart Marks podcast. Can you believe it? it I think it's been fun. Uh, I think it's been a blast. I can't wait to do this, however often we do it. Um, it's been a little test run. I'm loving it. You might ask what's next for us, and obviously next week on the Smart Marks podcast, we will be taking a look, obviously, how our predictions lie and see kind of where we think things are going. We'll analyze the pay-per-view, rate it, see how it's going, maybe talk about some current wrestling news, and from there, we'll come up with different ideas. We'll come up with different stuff, things that wrestling fans want to hear. Of course, yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun time. We cover all things wrestling, whether yeah. it be old school, attitude era, uh, ruthless aggression, the PG era, what's going on in WWE, what's going on in AEW, ROH, Impact, all that good stuff. It's been a great time here on Smart Marks. I think it is time to say our goodbyes. Goodbye, farewell. Goodbye. Like, no, I'm not going to say <laughs> No, no, no. Um, but I'm Ryan. I am Mikey. And we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Stay safe.